morning, everyone. January 3rd, the Mary Griffith Show in another year. Can you believe it? This is my 35th anniversary year at WTAD. I'm sure that Catherine Baki Mekas is preparing some huge cake or celebration in honor of that coming up in March when that actually happens. You've got two months' notice, Catherine, to get that going. And uh, we want to thank Refreshment Services Pepsi and Harvest Ridge Coffee once again for being the sponsor this year on the Mary Griffith Show. We could not do it, literally. I couldn't make it this morning without Harvest Ridge in my red solo cup. It's nothing in there now. Barb, there's no Jack Daniels or anything in there. Okay, so quit drinking, trying to drink out of it. But thank you for uh, Harvest Ridge Coffee for always being there, and thanks to Pepsi for always being here in our community when we need them. We're going to talk today about the Community Foundation. It's the first Tuesday of the month, first Tuesday of the year, and we are joined by Catherine Bakke. Meccas, good morning. Good morning, Mary. Thanks so much for having me. When will I drop the Baki? Well, you don't, you know, that's really just so people don't think I'm my mother-in-law. So you don't, you don't have to say it. It's mostly, you know. If, if I, anybody who sees the program would know you're not your mother-in-law, although she is quite youthful and beautiful, too. But we'll just keep it up. That way there won't be any cause for confusion. And Barb Holthouse, good morning. Good morning. And you're here not representing John Wood or the Park District or any of the other three million things you're involved in, but you're here today for the Community Foundation. So we'll find out what story you're going to tell here in just a moment. I want both of you to get close to your microphones and speak up big and loud because it's in 2023 we've had to reduce our electric bill so we've had to bring things down so you got to shout 10% higher so we can reduce our electric bill and for those of you out there that's really not true so there are people going if we just yell louder okay so let's talk Catherine I'm going to let you kick things off um 25 years, the Community Foundation has been doing what it's been doing, and big things are going to happen again today. But you can't tell me everything. No, no, we're here to we're here to tease it, Mary. But yes, you know, it's it's we, we celebrated our 25th anniversary in November, and we're, we continue to celebrate it. You know, so um, yes, it's been milestone after milestone, and later today we are thrilled to um, be able to announce yet another milestone from one of our our, our, our very first fund. This is our very first donor-advised fund called the Samantha Adi Youth Opportunity Fund. And that is going to be happening, and we're so excited about that because, again, I got to know Samantha. I actually knew her. Her mother was a classmate of mine, and I got to know Samantha when her mother June and I were planning a class reunion for St. Dominic School 8th grade or something. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but what a delightful little young lady she was, and she had lost her life, and I know June and Chuck um, spent many years devoted to raising money for the cause, and now it's under the blanket of the Community Foundation, the Samantha Adi Fund, and so today they will be making their major disbursements. Yes, that's right. So the Samantha Adi Youth Opportunity Fund was established back in 2000. So again, our very first donor-advised fund, which is now one of our, our biggest programs, these, these types of funds. And um, what's really special about these types of funds is that it's almost like an alternative to a private foundation. You get the joy of experiencing where you're going to uh, direct your grants to and evaluating those grants and just being really involved with the grant-making process, but you don't have to do any of the back end. Uh, the Community Foundation does that for the donors. You don't have to file all that paper work. You don't have to worry about a tax number. You also don't have to keep perpetuating yourself with a board that makes these decisions. Uh, Once you say to the community foundation, here is what I want the money to be spent on, these are the parameters, then you can just set it and forget it because they're not going to go outside 
of those parameters. And while June and Chuck are still alive and can certainly oversee it, um, it'll be, it's going to be in perpetuity. And so there will come a day, even though June is youthful just as I, uh, when they won't be around to oversee their daughter's fund, and it will continue to go on and help all the causes that were near and dear to their heart. That's the goal. That's what we're here for, and we've just been so blessed and so grateful to assist the Audi family and their family and friends in dispersing these grants every year. And my gosh, just the thousands of children who have been helped in Sammy's memory. I did not have the honor of knowing Sammy. I've heard plenty of stories, so I feel like I do. Um, but it's just so special to see these children who are impacted because she's really living um, through all of these kids. Well, she loved the things, a lot of the things I love. She loved the Girl Scouts. Yeah. She loved the community theater, and she loved mm-hmm. animals. So yes. I know, and there were many other things she was involved in too, but our paths crossed in those ways as well. Um, let's bring Barb into the conversation. Barb Holthouse, you're here to tell a story, I'm sure, of how your life has been touched uh, or, or an agency that you love has been touched. So tell us, please. Certainly. And actually, um, the John Wood Community College Foundation has received um, some of the Samantha Audi funds in the past um, through the years that have helped, just as you've said, helped to give opportunity to young people that some that Samantha probably would have taken advantage of herself and uh, we are just really blessed to be to be um, recipients of those funds because you're you're spot on that Samantha's spirit and and her light shines through each and every one of those students who are helped because of the generosity of of, of June and Chuck and of this fund and um, it has just made countless opportunity uh, available in, in our community. Well, let's talk a little bit about John Wood Foundation. Is that a separate standing entity? It is not under the umbrella of the Community Foundation. No, uh, we we are very similar in that um, we try to match up uh, opportunity with generosity, um, just as, as Catherine mentioned with the Community Foundation. In fact, a couple of the funds that uh, have benefited from the Samantha Audi Fund through the Community Foundation uh, are established with our, our John Wood Foundation. So two of the programs that have received the uh, Samantha Adi funding are J-Dub Academy, which back in our day would have been Children's College. Yes. Actually, I think in Catherine's day it was probably... And which actually was uh, has been around almost as long as, as John Wood, which will be celebrating 50 years um, in, in, the ne- in the next year. So a lot of milestones we're mentioning wow. here today. It's really amazing to how time has passed so so fast. And then um, College for Life, which is a program that is just five years old. But both of those programs have received Samantha Adi um, funds to help um, young people to, to pursue those opportunities. So we have funds within our John Wood Foundation and um, we are able then to apply for the funds that are available through the Community Foundation. So everything is truly interconnected, and I think that because of those relationships, um, the funds that are raised in our community have even more impact, and uh, it's wonderful to work with an organization like the Community Foundation, which is truly an umbrella for our community for, for so many good things. Well, let's talk about that. I I had some uh, information. I think I printed it off. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the giving options and a comparison here. Because a lot of people still, they have some very big misconceptions. One of them is that you have to be fabulously wealthy or like an 
heiress, you know, or, <laughs> or something like that to start a fund. And I'm here living proof. No, that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, my brother and I wanted a way to honor our parents in perpetuity. And so we started a fund within the Community Foundation. It's modest, uh, but it will grow, and it's already dispersed, and it's fun- wonderful. So, you know, I guess if you're a billionaire like Bill Gates, you don't have to put your money in the Community Foundation. You can have your own <laughs> foundation. However, even Warren Buffett, the second most wealthy man in the world, said, I don't want to be bothered with this. So he gave all his money to the Gates. So there is something to be said for the Catherine Meckets of the world that has to... Um, you have to keep track of all this, right? It's, it's a big, it's a big job. It is a and big job, but it's a good job. Starting all these little bitty funds everywhere. Let's just put them in the community foundation. You can make them donor, uh, you know, restricted, and they'll do exactly what you want to do. But I don't have to worry about who the board of directors are or filing my paperwork every year. You take care of all that. You know what? And even you, you mentioned Bill Gates. So even the billionaires of the world, uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, they they have funds at community foundations as well because it doesn't matter if it's a little bit or a lot sometimes you just don't want to deal with the paperwork on the back end so it is truly for everybody and you mentioned establishing your own fund yes no matter what that donor's goal is whether it's very specific or whether it's broad or somewhere in between and um, that's our job to help them navigate that and build a fund that's going to achieve those goals we also have, uh, oh gosh, more than 215 different funds at this point. So many donors uh, decide, you know, I don't really need my own fund. I don't really need my, my name on something. And so um, because we have such a broad umbrella, everything from animal welfare to youth opportunities to education, STEM, everything in between, we have many donors who just choose to contribute to a fund that's already in existence. And that's a great way to go. Um, by doing that, you know, go look down the list of funds, either choose someone, oh, I know them, I want to honor them and their life, I'll make a donation to that fund, or, oh, there's a fund that helps the Humane Society, or there's a fund that helps the community theater, I'll contribute to that fund. You know, again, it's not really, you are building wealth, uh, you don't have to be wealthy, you are building wealth, and when you make a contribution, because it's in perpetuity and only the interest is used off of that, really that gift never, ever stops giving. And that is really exciting. It's pretty amazing. It really is. And over 25 years, we're really starting to see the the true uh, payoff. And, you know, we're still young. I mean, so it's amazing to think about what's next. But we were started uh, a little over 25 years ago at this point with $1,050 at the close of our first fiscal year. And now we've distributed, um, you know, just millions and millions of dollars since then. So, um, you know, $2 million in the past year alone. Yeah, just alone. $2 million in the past year, starting with $1,000 uh, 25 years ago. And um, one of the people that helped found the fund said at your 25th birthday party, your anniversary, said, um, I think we'll have $500 million <laughs> in assets uh, in, in another 25 years. So it just goes to show how much it can grow. Barb Holthouse, it's so critical that we have these endowment funds to help everybody. You've benefited, but um, you know your agencies have benefited. But this is so critical in so many ways because the causes that we want to continue forward they have to be, you have to think about what's going to happen when um, I'm not here anymore. Who will carry on? How will it carry on? And a great way to do that is to make a gift to whatever 
group you want to give to. You're it exactly doesn't really right, matter. Right. I know we, um, I remember, and this will touch you, uh, our, the late, great uh, Mr. Steinkamp, Jeff Steinkamp, was a member of the park board and a longtime uh, city employee and aviation enthusiast. And about a year ago, he came up to me and said, hey, hey, put this on your show. We need to get more of these park benches around here. You know, People can buy a park bench if they make a donation to the park district. We'll put a park bench out for them. And, uh, you know, I just finally got that done a month ago, right before Jeff passed away. I was going to tell him at the next park board meeting, hey, buddy, you owe me. You asked me a year ago to do your favor. I finally got it done for you, and he won't be there to uh, receive that. But it just goes to show, he, he nagged me. He prodded me. Hey, did you do that yet? Did you do that yet? And finally, it does get done. And I think that's part of it, just making a gift in memory of someone or just making a gift to a group that you support just lives on forever, doesn't it? Truly, and you know, we are so fortunate to live in, in an area where there is that spirit of wanting to promote and support and to make good things happen, and uh, there are lots of opportunities, lots of choices, and uh, we're just very, very fortunate. Um, sometimes I don't know that we realize that because we're right in the middle of it. Um, you know, you had mentioned um, we do have a foundation at John Wood, the John Wood Community College Foundation, but we also have an agency fund with the Community Foundation. And some people might think, well, wh why in the world would you do that? Um, I can't talk to everybody. Uh, you know, it's, and so it's wonderful to be associated with a Community Foundation uh, that has a reach that goes beyond what, what perhaps my my foundation does and there are other organizations too yeah. in in the area that that also have those funds and, and we started out when when the when those grants were smaller and it's exciting to see our fund grow through the foundation um, so whether you give directly to an organization or to a community foundation fund or to any number of those funds you're, you're making a difference and um, just as Jeff encouraged you and I'm I'm glad that he finally got you to act. I am confident that he would be smiling and laughing and then encouraging you to do something. He's some, sitting on a park bench up in heaven right, right now going, yeah, Griffin right. finally got it done um, after all my nagging. But it, it's just, we, um, I guess, you know, Catherine, you're too young. But you get to be a certain age and you start to realize that you're, you've got an expiration date on your milk carton. You know, like, it's, I'm not going to be here. And that's why it was important. It took me eight years. It, it's not something, you know, it took eight minutes to actually do it, but it took eight years for me to finally get around to doing it. But there are so many people sitting out there going, what is my legacy? What am I going to do? How am I going to make my hometown, not just Quincy, but whatever your hometown is, how am I going to make that grow? How am I going to make that prosper? And part of the problem with private family foundations, unless you are Elon Musk or Bill Gates or somebody that really has wealth that we can't begin to fathom or imagine, Investing that money, taking care of that money, stewarding that money is a huge responsibility and job. And 50 years after you're gone, how are you going to guarantee that that's not going to fall into decay and disrepair? And the permanency, I think, is the biggest asset the Community Foundation has, Catherine. Yep, that, that's right. We're here to really root that local wealth for charitable causes. You know, we see... Um, generations after generations uh, in the past would stay in their hometown, right? You're born here, you, your kids are here, your grandkids are here, and people stayed, and they passed down their businesses and their farms, and they stayed. Um, and today what we're seeing is maybe you were born in Quincy or Pittsfield or Barrie, wherever it is, um, 
and fewer and fewer of the next generation are staying in their hometown, right? So after a generation, you know, someone who's built all this wealth here in our region through farming or business or whatever it might be, uh, when they pass away, oftentimes that wealth then leaves transfers to the next generation in Chicago or St. Louis or New York, wherever it may be, but it's leaving our community. And so by creating charitable endowment, uh, we are quite literally rooting that wealth, and so we're keeping it here and we're keeping it growing for and working for local causes here. And the caveat to that is nobody's asking you to disinherit your children no. or not remember your grandchildren. In fact, one of the benchmarks that's been so successful in farming communities, and, and I think a lot of people listening out there are from a farming community, uh, give 5% to the community foundation. 5%. That's a lot, but it's only. So it's a lot, but it's only. So um, certainly your children will want you to be charitable. Uh, certainly they can get by with 95%. And the other thing is, no matter where they live, uh, the town that raised them, the town that educated them, the town that gave them the values, that 5% gift will continue to enrich that town and the next generation coming up. My brother lives in Dallas, Texas. You know, I mean, um, we have donor-designated funds, so we can make a gift to a Dallas charity, and that's great. But the purpose of this really is to keep the money here in this area where my mother and father worked hard and raised us and amassed this. And this is who we want to give it to, is this community. And I think that's really important, especially the smaller the community, the more critical the impact can be on a community foundation fund because um, some places have almost nothing to propel them to the future. But a few families getting together saying, we'd like to do this and set this up in the community foundation and restrict it so that it's for the use of the people in this county or this school district Mm -hmm. or however you want to make your restrictions. You guys will figure that out and work that out together. It's so empowering. Yes, and that's, you know, we try to, you know, have people, on to, it can be hard to wrap your mind around a community foundation because it can be a different thing no matter, depending on, you know, what the person's goals are. But the thing we would try to try to get out there is that we're really a philanthropic partner. And um, at any level, whether that's picking out what fund you'd like your $25 gift to go to. Right. Um, or creating some sort of a creative fund that's going to solve a community problem or, you know, create more partnerships or whatever that might be. Um, we're here to help kind of work through those and, and figure figure out the best solution. There are already funds established, so you don't have to sit here and go, oh, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Just give the money to the already existing fund in your community or in a fund that supports what you do, and then in perpetuity, That's you, right. are, you are guaranteed to move forward. Yeah, what do you think? What's your total asset base now, $55 million? Yep, just about there. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm giving away any secret when I say that um, the part I gave in was not the vast majority of that $55 million. Uh, it's almost like uh, uh, a thimble full in an ocean. However, you get enough people with enough thimbles, it works out. So there were enough of us to get to $55 because there's an awful lot of people out there like me. <laughs> so you don't have to be a big roller. You just have to roll. That's right, Mary. <laughs> we're going to take a break. At 938, we're going to head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative. Rex Battery, as always, brings you... And we are back at Talk Radio 930 WTAD. My guest today, Barb Holthouse from uh, the John Wood Community College Foundation, and uh, also Catherine Mackis from the Community Foundation serving Northeast Missouri and West Central Illinois. Today we're talking about giving options 
uh, that can live on in perpetuity and the collaborativeness of foundations working together. Uh, we talked about the Samantha Adi later on this afternoon. They'll be releasing their gift of disbursement uh, to the groups that will be waiting to see if they got money and how much and that the young girl's legacy lives on. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways for groups to collaborate together to uh, bring these good things. And, and Barb and Catherine, I'm just going to let you talk about maybe some collaborations that have really, uh, you take one plus one instead of equaling two, it can equal four, really, if you work it right, right? That is so true. And that power together is is just immense. Um, we can do so much more working together. And at the end of the day, we're we're trying to do a lot of the same things. And so when we come together, that impact just is so much more powerful and um, I think so much more um, long-lasting. And One thing that Catherine and I have had the pleasure to work on together over the past couple of years um, is the Nonprofit Excellence Initiative. And the idea behind that is to help the nonprofits in, in this area, which are vital to providing so many services and so many um, so many things th- throughout our area that the stronger they are, the stronger our community is. So uh, the Community Foundation, along with the John Wood Foundation, has worked with the United Way and the Tracy Family Foundation. We're, we're and Mormon Foundation as well. And the yeah. Mormon Foundation, mm-hmm. yes, um, to uh, over the past couple of years with a cohort of, of nonprofits to take them through that leadership journey to strengthen their um, their leadership abilities, their boards, give them the tools that they need to do even greater things and we're excited that we're now accepting applications for our second cohort yeah um we just gosh uh, earlier in december um yeah graduated our our first cohort so there's five nonprofits, and over the course of two years participated in a pretty rigorous um leadership training and you know future looking uh program that in- involved um, executive coaching and involved assessments and involved uh, doing pro- professional development activities and strategic planning again with this common goal of propelling our nonprofits forward. So very proud of, of the work that those uh, nonprofits uh, specifically to Adams County did. And yes, we're currently accepting applications from nonprofits not only in Adams County, but also Brown, Hancock, and Pike for the second cohort. And we should also mention this comes with a $10,000 grant in addition to all of the, the huge value of the professional development uh, opportunities. Well, things have improved. I took a, a class uh, 20 years ago probably now uh, the Community Foundation sponsored this, and it was a way to try to strengthen other not-for-profits. In other words, uh, the number one thing that's hard for any not-for-profit to do is to raise money because people, the average person that you employ, you know, the average person that's going to come on your staff is there to support your mission, not to ask people for money to support your mission. They don't know how to write a grant. They don't want to speak in public, so they don't want to go up here before the Rotary Club. They don't want to, they don't want to do the things that are necessary. And so um, the Community Foundation has always been there to kind of coach and help and, and get people going in that. Because, Catherine, as you've so said many times, and the same is true for any organization, whether it be John Wood or any group, you have to have annual contributions every year to do those operating things that must happen that year. But you have to have some long-term money to keep the mission alive. And Mm -hmm. that is so critical. And even a place like John Wood, you're like, well, now, wait a minute. John Wood is taxpayer-funded. It's tuition-funded. Why do they need extra things? The same reason the Quincy Public School District has Mm -hmm. a, a fundraising arm, you know. You just can't make it anymore 
can you, Barb, on, on what the taxpayer and the tuition payer, that can't be all that John Wood runs on or you won't have a college. Well, I think that the what I'm proudest of with, with the John Wood Foundation um, are the opportunities that we've been able to support uh, for the college to do new things. for the like college, career makeover. Career for makeover, mm-hmm. college for life, um, pilot projects that allow us to to introduce something and get, get some legs under a, a program or a project or simply things that we can't do with those funds uh, that the college uh, is supported with. So, uh, you know, we, uh, something like the career makeover, which, by the way, applications are, are currently <laughs> available for that awesome opportunity right now as well, um, it allows us to, to support creative uh, projects and allows us to be more flexible as a college. So there are some things that we simply can't do with, with our revenue streams, and so the foundation provides alternate funds that, that allow us to do those, those awesome things. And uh, the great thing about that is, of course, you know, it's your money when you give it, so you can give it to whatever you want. And, Catherine, you're very, very respectful of that at the Community Foundation. Oh, absolutely. That's what we're here for. We're really here to help guide those decisions. Sometimes it makes sense to start a fund. Sometimes that really will fulfill the goal. And other times that's not. Other times we might say, you know what, I think to reach your goal, you might want to give Barb a call. And Um, that actually (laughs) happened. Um, Catherine and I have sat at the table together. And they kind of worked it out together. You know, this really seems like something that would make a lot more sense. Well, and with you mentioned the Mormon Foundation, mm-hmm. the Gardner-Jackson Foundation, the Tracy Family Foundation. We have the Riedel Foundation. We have groups, um, the Parrot Foundation. We have groups in this area that have been doing this for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are happy to help, and they're also happy to collaborate maybe mm-hmm. with some newer money. And so, again, you know, it depends on how big the boat is, but... Somebody's got to bring some lumber, and the more people bring in lumber, the <laughs> the less leak you're going to have, well, right? And it has to be the right fit, and I can't yeah. say enough about um, how Catherine has brought some of the right people to the table for to make to make the, the the greatest good, to make the biggest impact. And as she said, sometimes that looks different, but it's about being mindful of of what it should look like, and that openness and that partnership that uh, the spirit of partnership that exists. Has, has allowed, I think, um, not only the Community Foundation, but a lot of other nonprofits to, to flourish and to, to uh, be even more than they, they would be otherwise. So I think that that's, that's key. Yep. We have been talking, you know, you've been guest on my show, the Community Foundation, monthly for a couple of years now. The 25-year milestone uh, was, uh, a lo- you know, last year, and now you're looking forward and uh, – you know, this has been a tough year for the stock market. Inflation is now making it harder for people. Uh, it's it's a reminder. Well, the great thing about it is if you've got appreciated stock and you didn't dump it last year, you have a whole year now to maybe think about getting rid of appreciated stock. Again, there are some really smart moves people can make. Charity should be just because we want to be nice. But if you get a nice tax break, hey, who's going to look down on that either? And so... A lot of people who have held on to stock shares for a long, long time. Giving it to their kids may not be a gift they want because they'll just lose most of it through the tax man. They yes. can give it to a charity mm-hmm. and it can live on forever, and you don't have to pay the taxes on that, do you? That's right. You know, oftentimes that I, I, I will just, I'm not a professional advisor, I'm not a tax planner, so anything I say is not, should not be taken as advice. But oftentimes cash is kind of the least advantageous uh, vehicle to, to use to give. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it always it makes sense to 
speak with your attorney or speak with your financial advisor to kind of take a, take stock of your assets and really look at what is the smartest, what's going to give the nonprofit the biggest bang and uh, your family, your own, your own, uh, you know, because it can, it can be a win-win-win for everybody. Oh, absolutely. You know, even, you know, life insurance, uh, stuff like that can ta- pass on tax-free. So that may be something you do want to leave, right. you know, to your children, uh, whereas opposed to other assets that would be more advantageous leave those to the charity of mm-hmm. your choice, whether that be the community foundation or whatever. Uh, again, I think part of the problem is we are not sophisticated enough to understand this. And no matter how many shows we have on the Mary Griffith show, even with Mary Griffith herself saying, you can do this, I'm an idiot and I figured it out, you know, they'll help you. You're really a resource. For our community. The other thing I know that you've encouraged people to do, whether they leave money to the foundation or not, is to have a will. Yes. Um, we hear stories every single day about people who die with no method for dispersing what they have. And most people will say, well, I don't have anything. You have something, and I'm sure you want someone you love to get it. as opposed to an attorney, as opposed to the state of Illinois or Missouri, as opposed to somebody who comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I was their dear good friend for all these years, and they promised me that. So having a will is something that is so easy, and I think I don't want to make all the attorneys mad, but yeah, you can go and have $300 or $3,000 or $30,000 drawn up of a will. But if most people out there listening are in the... Uh, you know, have it notarized and a judge, you know, all you have to do is convince a judge this is what you wanted to have happen, right? I mean, you know, it depends on depends on your goals and, and how complicated things are. Well, but yes, yeah, there are. Money, <laughs> you, you, if you got a lot of money, you should pay, definitely. And if you don't have a lot of money, you should definitely have some kind of uh, somebody looking over it. But again, it's just important to have a will. And sometimes it's simple as, you know, you have life insurance, you have, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, you can designate a nonprofit as a beneficiary of that. So it doesn't have to be incredibly complicated. It's as simple, and it doesn't have to cost money. Payment it's as simple, yes, it's as, simple as, you know, this. Put down who you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I think, think, I think yeah. to your point, is to be mindful and, <clears throat> and to share what, and to think about what. What is your legacy? What are those things that are important to you, those people, those causes, those organizations? And uh, think about that. Um, g- give, it, give it the thought that it deserves and, and then to take that action. Um, hopefully it won't take everybody eight years like it did you to, to, to get that bench. But, uh, but you did it. And, and, uh, I did it. <laughs> and it feels good to do that. It, it you does. See how long it took me to get my will updated from when, you know, I was like, I leave my, uh, you know, well, I, Heck, my car back then was better than the one I got now. So they would have been happy to have that car I was leaving in my will. But, yeah, it, it's just amazing. We all procrastinate. But 2023 is here. Let's quit procrastinating. That's right. Make a resolution to to do your will and then consider consider giving to nonprofit. And that's amazing as you can make a really impactful gift that's not going to cost you anything in your lifetime. It's so true. It's not going to cost you. <laughs> Uh, Barbara, anything you want to say for about the Park Foundation or anything good for the park? I know you're here on <laughs> I know you're here on John Woods dime, but you know, hey, anything else you want to? It's, co- it's collaborative, to? right? It's collaborative, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny just you mentioning that, um, and, and I think that's the case for many of us in this community. Um, everything is truly interconnected, and um, I think that's a great thing, though, because it allows us to promote each other, because we all need. Um, 
we, we all need each other to be successful. That is truly what keeps this community um, moving forward. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I'm glad to talk with you on, on, on a number <laughs> of things, but I, I'm certainly but, you know, honored to be the, here today. We have the Villa Catherine. We have uh, the Lorenzo Bull House. All of these things, uh, with the, at the Log Cabin Village, all of these things take money now and take money in the future. And Catherine's got so many different funds that can help with so many different causes, and it's so true. Well, we're going to close out. Um, I know you can't give me too much information, but when will this uh, when will this be released? It does not have a release date. Oh, okay. It today. It just says today. That's right. So uh, the, the program's at... So you could. I'm just start reading. <laughs> the program's at 3 p.m., um, and so we'll be uh, announcing this year's grants and the cumulative milestone uh, grant making with uh, Sammy's parents, her brother, her you know family and friends, and of course all of the nonprofits who are benefiting this year. So um, I also want to mention that the Gem City Kiwanis Club has been um, really fantastic in continuing the fundraising efforts uh, since the Sammy Fund discontinued, um, and so we're hoping to have some representatives um, from those folks as well to celebrate with us. Okay. So listen at the 3.30 newscast of WTAD, and you will hear all about it. I was hoping you would hear about it at 9.56, but Catherine is... We want to save the honor for Sammy's parents. That is so true. Well, tell June I said hi, and she's, once again, not only was she prettier and smarter than me in school, but now she's beating me out on the only job I have that I can beat her in, and that's uh, breaking news. So you just tell her I'm thinking of her today, okay? Will do. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so very much uh, for all you do. Gosh, Holt House, you do it all for our community. When do you find time to do anything else? You know, <clears throat> someday I'll someday I'll take a break, but for, for as long as I can. I, I, I hope uh, you don't because we need you. And, Catherine, thank you so very much. Thank you, Mary. We look forward to every first Tuesday of 2023 uh, talking about the Community Foundation. Don't wait eight years, folks. You can get it done a lot quicker than that.